Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hi everyone, just so you're aware, we record this podcast on a Wednesday, sometimes we manage to get it out on a Wednesday, sometimes it's a Thursday and sometimes it's a Friday. Unfortunately this week, uh, with Covid, putting out on Friday after recording it on Wednesday has been, shall we say, not good for us. Uh, a lengthy section on which we talk about Maidenhead United's chances against Maidstone United uh, was deemed irrelevant mere minutes after we finished recording as that game was postponed. Plenty of other games have since been postponed because of Covid. Um, there are still games on. Whatever you do, if you're heading out, uh, stay safe, wear your mask and be sensible. And please listen to the rest of our podcast because it's really good this week. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. I'm your host Rob Davis. I'm joined as ever by Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysus. Rob, can I just say you sounded very sure of what you were saying there. Some weeks when you start this it's like what am I doing? I don't know. And, And that was really good. Oh, that's a great introduction. And you've now ruined it by telling yeah. him it was really good. Well, no, he right. needs, just needs a pat on the back sometimes. I'm just letting yeah. him know. That's you don't get this with other podcasts, no. you know, like <laughs> reviews as they yeah. happen. So yeah, <laughs> and picking holes in the you know previous performances. So yeah, uh, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be look forward to my Player of the Week award later on. But uh, yes, thank you for that, Tom, uh, to completely uh, ruin that intro and uh, put me uh, off my train of thought. But uh, no, it's uh, we will be listening and looking at all the uh, top Berkshire football stories across the weekend and looking ahead to the games coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, but first, Tom, Abby, what have you been up to this week? Go on, Abby. You seem um, poised to talk. This, was I? Oh, I thought I thought I'd be nice. I thought we were going to go in chronological order there, seeing as Tom went to the Saturday game. Oh, um, I thought you meant age-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too. Yeah. Is that ascending or descending? Uh, that would be descending because you are the oldest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Am I older than you, Rob? Yes, you no, are. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> so affirmed. Yes, you are. <laughs> I was confident in that one as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, well done. Who <laughs> no, no one actually knows, but. Yeah. Go on, Abby. What were you doing uh, at the weekend? Yes, sorry, at my uh, weekend. Um, on Saturday, I coached my little legend of Wildcats. That was another fun session as well. They're just they're a bunch of nutters and I love it. Um, and then on Sunday, I went to uh, my own game. Uh, SLK versus Goring was um, has been postponed, so I had a free Sunday. So of course, I went to go and watch a local team. And in fact, it was a derby and like a double derby i guess because it was caversham versus tilehurst so that does that count as like a, a reading derby 
the Reading yes. castle with a bus coming. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, right. yeah. sort of. That's not really Reading, but yeah, adjacent to Reading, Derby, yes. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the outskirts. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, yeah, so I had to go and watch Caversham versus Tars. That was a very exciting game. We we can talk about it a little bit more later on. But yeah, that was my weekend. Lovely job, Tom. Anything exciting for you? I went to Binfield versus Northwood. Wow. Yeah. And how? Well, well, are we going to talk about that one now, or how? How did they get um, on? It, well, I know how they got on, but yeah. how was the game? <laughs> they lost 1-0. Um, I think the most interesting thing happened in the last 10 minutes. It was one of those games where you could just see it was only going to be one goal that was going to, there was only going to be one goal scored, whoever scored it. Um, but the most interesting part of it happened in the last 10 minutes when uh, down the left wing, so my right there, left, yeah, left wing, um, you get the workings out. That's good. Um, so yeah, down the left wing, uh, one of the Northwood players went down Um under some sort of challenge, Ollie Harris ran over to get him to stand up because they were 1-0 down at this point and he necessarily didn't agree with the fact that it was possibly a foul. Um, the substitute who was strolling and warming up at the side of the pitch, whose name uh, I have temporarily forgotten, um, decided he didn't like this and ran on. And um, I, I think it was either just, just attacked him effectively, um, pushed him over, got him got him on the ground and... and then a melee ensued. The substitute uh, went and hid in the dugout with all the other substitutes, hoping that the referee wouldn't spot him. Uh, fortunately, the referee did and sent him off. So that was uh, that was good. Wow. His name was uh, Aaron Petch. And I just thought, what a fool. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone be sent off without actually being on the pitch before? Only, only normally managers. Yeah, managers. But, it's not uh, normally the substitute that gets gets, but it would, and and he tried to just stand on the side, and then he got sent up to the dressing room. And then he just he stood outside the dressing room, and everybody was. It was one of those. I was in the crowd, and everybody. I was in the crowd where he was by the dressing room, and everybody was going, "Oh, he's going to get, he's going to get abuse when he comes up here. He's going to get some abuse." And I was like, "Oh, this could get a bit tasty." No one said a word. Of course. It's a very nice crowd down at Binfield. Yeah, it is. Very welcoming. Yeah. Even if you do assault one of their players. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so it carried on. Uh, Obviously, uh, I think there were a couple of other bookings, but I didn't see who those were to um, after the fracas. And uh, Binfield had a couple of great chances to equalise. It just was never going to. It was just one of those days. So, um, well. But they did win last night, I think. Yeah, they did. They beat Tuttingham Mitchum 1 0. So, uh, Points for them in the league. Uh, well, yeah, an impromptu sort of tangent on Binfield. Always welcome. But uh, yeah, I guess the top of our running order this week is uh, one of the more successful uh, results for a Berkshire side this weekend. Uh, Abby, one you're going to talk about, perhaps one of the best results we've had for uh, uh, Reading women, it, dare I say, in their history? Yeah, I'm going to say ever. Well, yeah, it is ever because it's the first time they've ever beaten Chelsea. So yeah, phenomenal. And kind of blasted away their 59 game unbeaten run of never scoring a goal so never never not scoring a goal never not scoring a goal yeah you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and I think even more impressive the fact that it was done in the fourth minute and then we held them out for the next 86 some well not somehow like it was an impressive team performance I think yeah just really fantastic really 
showing exactly why that kind of run of November games happened. And this has kind of just really cemented it. So, yeah, it was a really, really exciting. I didn't actually watch it myself because classic, annoyingly, that was ex- the, the game was at the time I was coaching my Wildcats. So I did attempt to try and get them to go and watch it. I was like, why don't we do a little team day out and we go and watch them? And they were like, no, we want to train instead. So I can't really say no to that, can I? Um, but yeah, so I watched it watched it afterwards um yeah just a really kind of fantastic performance from them and actually Chelsea really kind of gave it a good go but I think it's probably the I think this was well this is the third game in six days and not just any kind of league game but uh they had FA Cup on Sunday which they won which I went to go and watch uh, and then they had a Champions League game on the Wednesday. And one, um, yeah, so I think they were kind of probably pretty knackered and we essentially capitalised on that. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people would have thought that it was kind of a sort of a game management for Reading. But actually, kind of despite the number of limited shots from Reading, they still looked kind of very in control of the game. Um, and... <laughs> I knew what the end score was as well, but there was multiple times where I found myself saying, go on, like as they were kind of pacing up the pitch. And I was like, no, but I already know that they're not going to score. So I don't know why I'm shouting this to myself. So, but yeah, the actual goal itself was a beautiful little kind of team set up there. So uh, Van Havenmaat kind of dinked the ball over to Deanne Rose. And then she just, she went on a 72 meter run, I think it was up the pitch. Crazy. And then she squared it to Emma, Emma Harry's and she could have quite easily had a shot herself, but unselfishly dinked it back to her. And Tom and I did discuss this yesterday. Like yeah. it was not a particularly kind of attractive finishing of the goal, but. Um... See, I've, I've come around to this now because okay. I, I thought she'd done all that, all that work. And like what would have been great is if it was like a nice sort of side footed side-footed goal around the goalkeeper or through the goalkeeper's legs and actually do you know what I'm actually now happy that she just absolutely wellied it <laughs> Be- much better happy with that I, I, I've come around fair enough that makes sense that makes sense um also we do have to kind of mention at the other kind of end of the pitch the defensive performance put in by Gemma Evans I I can't decide if Deanne Rose or Gemma Evans is my new favourite signing um yeah she was just fantastic and made some vital kind of goal line clearances to to keep us in it and I think well so you just have to I like looking at the stats and obviously because it's a a a league like an elite kind of thing we get to see lots of stats so Chelsea had 594 passes between and Reading only had 179 so they had like 77 percent possession or something like that so the fact that we kept it at one nil from the fourth minute is mental as well and then I think Reading Reading's goal was their only shot on target of the entire game whereas Chelsea had five so Grace Maloney was kind of kept busy for the game and then I think Reading had two off target and then Chelsea had 18 off target so there was a sort of a barrage of kind of attack from Chelsea but Reading was just like nope not today so it's my it's my favorite type of win because the Chelsea fans will be absolutely furious They'll be they'll be absolutely furious, and, and they're probably really angry. They're probably in a forum somewhere going on about how Reading aren't a football team and they don't play football and all of this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and the reality is you just got beaten by a team who had a better idea of what to do than you did. <laughs> it's my favourite because it winds people up. Yeah, absolutely. So much. Arsenal will be most pleased about it as yes. well after their kind of struggle of a week, which I've obviously watched them in the FA Cup final and then watched them against Barcelona as well. So they were, yeah, brutally kind of 
beaten both in both games. So they'll have been very happy to see Chelsea take the loss there. Absolutely. It puts them, I think, three points clear at the top. So, yeah, it's exciting. The, the WSL itself is actually really exciting this season as well, because I think there's about four points between third and eighth right now. So it's really a super exciting kind of division right now. And um <clears throat> It's a way to City next as well. And I I don't see why they wouldn't take this momentum into the City game, really, yeah. because um, we are on the same number of points. So we're both on 13 points. Um, there's Yeah, like I said, there's four points between third and eight right now. And I think, there's, yeah, so there's us. Uh, no, there's sorry, it's City, then West Ham, then us. And we're all on 13 points. So I think yeah. given the injury crisis that City are having right now and... Um, they played, I think it was Everton at the weekend and it was a free two. They just, oh no, they played Birmingham, sorry. So yeah, bottom of the table, Birmingham. They played them and they were kind of 2-2 before Ellen White stole a final goal at like kind of at the death, I think it was. So I think we could definitely use the momentum of the Chelsea game and possibly, I mean, we've beaten them, well, actually no, they bit, we drew with them last season, sorry. So I don't see why we couldn't kind of sneak mm. up, sneak up. at least the point, if not all three there, it should be interesting. <laughs> Do you find this feeling of optimism uh, around uh, Reading women unusual? <laughs> yes, this, this is like, an alien feeling. <laughs> exactly. How are you reacting to actually some positivity around uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Reading? Well, Reading in general, really, but Reading Reading women in um, specifically this time. Yeah, no, it's really exciting actually. Being, I mean, I was a proper negative Nancy at the beginning of the season. You but really I think, were. Yep. Yeah, I think it's because I just sort of under. I assumed that because we made some decent signings, that maybe we'd be all right. And then I, I always just forget that everybody else makes really good signings as well. Um, so no, it's really nice to see them in such a good run of form. And yeah, it would be. I mean, I I think I optimistically predicted like a sixth, maybe, didn't I, or a fifth? And actually, it's looking more and more likely. I I don't know why I said it, but the other day I mentioned about a Champions League spot, and I I rescind that comment. Don't listen to anything I've said about that because that's like, that's a pipe dream. Let's be honest. How many in the Champions League is it? Two, three, three. Sorry, uh, yeah. one of them goes through a playoff or something, don't they? Or do yeah, they? like the yeah. third spot one does. Yeah, so. <clears throat> But yeah, let, let's not talk Champions League. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves right now. Yeah, well, someone's <laughs> got to get it, so uh, we'll True. see. Yeah, so uh, you're predicting uh, a some points at the weekend against uh, Man City. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope so. They're also in Conti Cup action tonight as well. So they've got Lewis. Um, Reading are currently second in the table. They've won one, lost one. Um, Lewis are also sort of mirroring Reading's form just in the championship instead. So that could be like Lewis have lost both the games in the in Conti Cup. But you never know because we obviously lost against Bristol. So but yeah, uh, they're away to um, to Lewis in the Conti Cup tonight. Oh, very good. Which actually, so, whilst, we, whilst we talk about championship quickly, can I just add as well <clears throat> that there's big news this morning. Um, so Barclays has extended its deal to sponsor the WSL until 2025 and it's doubling its investment into the sport by up to 30 million which is really exciting and it also means that they're going to become the title sponsor of the championship next season so we'll have the Barclays WSL and the Barclays championship so that's really important that's really going to annoy the internet (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah maps not the best from uh, uh, yeah working out uh, which league is which, but uh, great news for the investment in women's football. You know, the more that uh, the, the further down the leagues, the investment comes, the better it will be. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So, uh, anything else? We let you wax lyrical for uh, uh, a few minutes on Reading. I think we filled very well while you were having problems with whatever it was was going on. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, not <laughs> potentially not out of the woods yet, but uh, uh, well done for that. Uh, while you were waxing lyrical, is there anything else you want to mention about Reading, uh, particularly uh, before we move on? Because, like I say, the coverage of it was fairly limited. I think, uh, in, in certainly at a national level. Yeah, I think I saw like one or two papers. Maybe there was a little column. So it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit disappointing to see. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll just keep banging on about it. And maybe someone will listen to us. Absolutely, yeah. So come to uh, Berkshire Football Chat uh, podcast for analysis on <laughs> the uh, uh, Reading women uh, versus uh, Chelsea game. And uh, yeah, fantastic result for uh, Reading women that was. Very good. Okay, well, um, leaving uh, the success of Reading Women aside, we move on to the FA Vars, and perhaps not as successful. Um, I hesitate to call this unsuccessful because the two Berkshire clubs involved have done so spectacularly well to get to the level they are. But um, we had two clubs involved in uh, FA Vars action this weekend, and unfortunately both of them were knocked out. So, uh, uh, Tom, you did a... um, preview for both of these uh, a very good podcast last week that i uh, enjoyed very much enjoyed while i was away far be it for me to big my own stuff up but i thought they were excellent yeah they were both very good i really enjoyed that listening uh, when i was away so uh where uh, which one would you like to start out which of the two games uh let's go chronological then with the saturday um, okay wallingford um uh, it was, a, it was an early it was an early goal that um that put them on the back foot i think and um tom stone said on friday that they always they will always back them to score and they and they certainly did it finished 4-2 um i'd imagine they were still had a, a decent do when they got back to wallingford about it would have been about 9 p.m. i suspect um it, i think at one point it was 3-1 and then it was 3-2 and then it was 4-2 and it's you just they got close a couple of times and it just didn't quite fall for them as but the, you know they've they've come back from from similar score lines against Ascot and bishops cleave so you would never have written them off but just just a just a step too far Absolutely. Yeah, they were away at Tunbridge Wells FC yes. Club in the Southern Counties uh, East League Premier Division. So step five opposition. Uh, they faced and a defeat. Uh, Wallingford has faced and defeated step five opposition in the previous two rounds, I believe it was. Three, uh, I Ascot. think. Three, was it? Ascot, oh, okay. Bishop's Cleave and it was the one before. Ascot the middle of and there. Uh, the one after that was uh, uh, North Greenford. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, so it's yeah. three. They uh, knocked out, yeah, three lots of step five uh, teams on the bounce. So playing a step five uh, side certainly holds uh, held no fear for them. But as you say, following that one, it just seems they never quite, yeah, never quite got on level terms. And then uh, a goal late on sort of add a bit more uh, gloss to the Tunbridge Wells score. Um, valiant effort, but just wasn't to be on the day, I guess. Uh, yeah, I saw some tweets from the players afterwards, uh, sort of mentioning about the run and saying, well, uh, I'm ashamed that it's over, but we have to go and win the league now. So they clearly see themselves towards the top end of that uh, combined counties Div 1 table. They certainly do. But the plan is to win it. Well, to get promotion at least. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And uh, well, one going up automatically and four into the playoffs. Currently sixth, I believe. uh, And uh, still without a defeat. With, still without a defeat, a few games in hand, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of strong-looking teams at the top of that table. So, there are. Uh, yeah, 
So a lot of competition and should be quite an exciting league to follow as the matches go on. Uh, okay, secondly then, uh, Barks County. Uh, uh, they yeah. were in their, as we keep mentioning, they were in their uh, first ever season in the FA Vars. Um, again, Tom, I'll let you speak <laughs> to this one as well. Well, uh, yeah, you did I the think, uh, interview beforehand, obviously. Yeah, so what was really nice here was the way they've been sort of approaching it and the way that it's it's helped the club and helped make the junior section aware of the first team and the first team aware of the junior section and brought them brought them together so that was that was really nice and, and the way Ellis spoke about that was I thought was really uh, was, was really good so um they they were one nil up as well uh, after after just a few minutes so I think you possibly thought that they might go on but unfortunately you know they Egham Egham are a good side in the in the division above, and uh, they they proved too strong in the end. I think um, I think Bucks County had a chance late on to to mm. level it up, and then and then they had a lad sent uh, Owen Powell was sent off late on. Um, so it's another one of those you know they were close but but just not quite enough, and and it's one of those ones where they've they've won games in like that earlier in the, in the rounds and they've you know they've just just one step too far but the good thing is both teams i believe have now qual- don't have to qualify next season both teams go straight into i think it's the first we'll go straight into the first round instead of the instead of having to go through the two qualifying rounds so um that is a positive for both of them although the, the money is slightly less because they they don't go through those qualifying of course rounds. yeah I saw um, Bucks County play last night. Uh, they were yeah. away at Southall, who again are a team towards the top of the division above, to step five um, in the um, uh, Premier Challenge Cup. Uh, and I was really impressed. I'd seen Bucks County earlier in the season and uh, I saw them play at uh, Woodley. And it was a bit of a stale game, to be honest. Uh, it ended up finishing 3-2, but for the first hour, nothing really happened. <laughs> and uh, all the goals ha- uh, came in the last half hour. Um, but uh, yeah, last night I was really impressed with them. They kept the ball down really well, played some really nice stuff and were really unlucky not to win that in normal time. They really peppered the Southall goal. Now, obviously I don't know uh, much about Southall, so I don't know how strong their side was. They were putting out, obviously they're a a team towards the top end of the um, combined counties, uh, Premier League uh, North, Uh, but they really, yeah, were the better side on the night, and were very, very unlucky not to uh, uh, not to actually win it in normal time, and then unfortunately uh, lost on penalties. So, um, yeah, huge credit, I think. And uh, talking to uh, a few of the fans, the chairman, and it's exactly what you say. They have a uh, lots of clubs. I think they said they had thirty-two teams out um, for uh, under the Barks County banner, mm. and they just spread out all over the. Uh, all over the uh, uh, county, essentially, anywhere they can find pitches. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, then playing at Binfield, they were saying how uh, they've enjoyed that so far and uh, perhaps hoping it will continue, but nothing nothing certain yet. And I think, you know, this run will hopefully, like you say, galvanise the club a little bit and give them a bit more of a focus and the, in terms of uh, putting the first team on the map and making it a bit of a... Yeah. Uh, making it a bit of a, uh, 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 something for the younger players to really aim at. And uh, yeah, top quality. I think they're just hoping to consolidate their position in the uh, Combined Counties Div 1 this year. But I think from what I saw last night, they could uh, potentially push on towards maybe even the outskirts of the playoffs this season. And uh, yeah, yeah. And why not? they look really good. 
Good, good. All right. Um, uh, any more to say on the FA Vars before we push on now that Berkshire sides have left? I believe that our interest is also departed. Yeah, not interested anymore. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, we're on to uh, other results for the weekend. And if we're talking about good performances, uh, uh, Bracknell put in another five-star performance uh, with a 7-1 victory over uh, Sutton Common Rovers. Uh, pretty uh, formidable in that division now, uh, Bracknell. Um, they have got a big gap at the top. Obviously, there's a couple of teams with games in hand. But uh, how do you... Uh, well, first of all, let's look over the uh, the result of the weekend. Any uh, thoughts or comments on uh, another formidable display from uh, uh, Bracknell? I mean, no, not really. Just not really a surprise. Mm. They've they've found goals now. Yes, um, which I think was not necessarily something that was that was in full flow at the start of the season, but they've 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 switched on now, haven't they? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like you say, I think, yeah, they were pretty solid at the back all the time, uh, but they've added goals like the seven one uh, was uh, is pretty formidable um, with uh, three different forwards scoring and Max Herbert getting his first mm. of the season. Um, yeah. Can you see them? Uh, where do you see them finishing? Is it top? And it's a done deal or uh, do you think uh, there's others that could get anywhere near them at the moment? I think you probably can't write off anybody else yet yeah but whoever it is has got to got to get a run together now and they've got to make sure that they beat them because i i I can't see them dropping points anywhere else whoever it is whichever of those sides that are are below them want to have a go um you know it's 10 points now between Bracknell and Basingstoke Chelsea obviously have got two games in hand of course there is still the outcome of that Bracknell Chelsea game to be discovered so they're, they're, they're sitting on potentially another three points there. Um, so, yeah, who, who know, but whoever whoever is going to put this run together to challenge them needs to get on with it. Highlight what other results from uh, the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. rather than go through all our uh, Berkshire sides and uh, let them know how, uh, let you know how all of them did. We just highlight perhaps the occasional uh, strong result. And one, um, that really springs off the page is Langley winning 4-1 at home to Hillingdon Borough. Uh, that result takes Langley uh, into uh, into 19th place. They were 20th, second bottom, and they've lifted themselves slightly away from the relegation zone now. And uh, yeah, strong result. Um, I've seen Langley play a couple of times this season and uh, they look pretty exciting. They've got some uh, uh, fun attacking talent. And I always thought that they'd, uh, they'd be a good team. They're a good team to go watch because they score a lot, but you know, have a, their defensive record isn't the best either. So uh, I always thought they'd be okay in this division, uh, maybe pushing up to mid table. It hasn't quite gone for them this this so far this season. But a four one home win against a team who are you know mid table and uh, looking fairly. Uh, fairly comfortable in this division it's a really good result for them and perhaps can give them a bit of a springboard going into the christmas and new year period to uh you know push on uh have either of you seen much of langley this season other than other than uh you know what i've said uh, a bit of blank faces unfortunately tom uh, doesn't get to go to many games now that he's had a kid and abby only likes women's football but uh sorry sorry abby i know that's not true uh but yes unfortunately uh yeah 
I'm the only one who's seen Langley this season, but I, you know, they've, they've, uh, all the other teams around them have uh, big negative goal differences. And Langley, uh, you know, are only minus seven. And I think that's probably counts to the fact that they, uh, they don't, when they lose, they score quite a few goals as well. So, you know, if you want to go and see uh, some exciting football, perhaps see some goals, I think Langley is a good bet at step six. Cool. Any more uh, um, recap on the men's football before we push on uh, today? Nope. Nope. Well, Abby then. Okay, I'll hand over to you. I'll ask you to highlight a couple of uh, results in the women's game over the course of the weekend. You didn't have a match, so obviously uh, you were completely across what was happening and uh, not biased in any way in terms of uh, like reporting the results. <laughs> uh, indeed, yes. As you mentioned, <clears throat> I did not have a game myself, so I thought I'd uh, treat myself to a Sunday afternoon in the pouring rain. <laughs> And I went to the very nice facilities of Maple Durham. It's very, very fancy there now. It's all been redone recently. So it's very nice. Got very nice pictures there. Although it was incredibly muddy. I did wonder if I might end up falling over myself without having actually played a game. Because uh, <laughs> it was so slippery. But no, so I went to go and watch Caversham United play Tylehurst Panthers in Division 1 of the Thames Valley County Women's Football League. Um, Tylehurst are having a really good season as well. They are currently second, I do believe, in the uh, table, whilst Caversham are, I want to say seventh. I might not be right, though. Um, so, yeah, it looked to be a fairly tasty game, and it was indeed. Um, it was quite a fairly evenly matched side, actually, um, pair of sides, if I'm honest. Uh, I expected Tylehurst to sort of dominate, but Caversham gave it a good go. Even more impressive in the fact that they had their Christmas social the evening before. So I expect there was many sore heads amongst the Caversham squad. Um, I did not witness anybody seeing their goat milk again the next day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was a really it was a really good game. Really exciting to watch. Um, Tarhurst went one up first. Um, that was, I want to say it was Lydia Vitesse who scored that goal. Um, she's a fairly kind of prolific goal scorer for Tarhurst. So yes, I, I'll admit I did miss the goal because I was tweeting about the crunching tackles that were happening beforehand. So I did actually miss the goal. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were one up, but it didn't take Caversham particularly long to um, reply and they equalised with a uh, a sneaky goal is my my favourite kind of goal. It was just on the rebound. So Freya Jenkins kind of launched a shot in from the left wing and the keeper initially caught it and then she fumbled it. And so it was out of her hands. And Tiff Newland was there to sneak in and dink it over the line. So, yes, that was my, that's my favourite kind of goal. That's that's my, the kind of goals that I can score. <laughs> um, I'm never going to score a 30-yard screamer, so I might as well just be there in and amongst it. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of held each other out fairly well for most of the match. But then um, Leah Y is Tylehurst probably kind of exciting player, I, su I suppose. Um, she's only 17 as well, I think. So she's got a good future ahead of her for sure. Um, she She's fast as well. So she was kind of running up and down the right wing and... She was left unmarked. A ball kind of came across from, from the left. And, yeah, she used her pace and smashed it past the keeper. So um, put them 2-1 up. Also, I would like to point out that um, even though Leah did make that good run down the right wing, that Molly McKeever for Cabersham, she was fantastic. She uh, she got my play, Cabersham player of the match 
kind of vote at the end um because she was yeah she was fantastic she really put in some really decent tackles and even made some really striding runs forward so she is also another one to watch so yeah it was a really good game good game in general really actually um and despite the rain i'm glad i did go and watch it um so yeah all, all round good game that was um just a couple more to kind of pick out so ascot and woodley played each other in the southern region premier league um uh Berkshire Derby I guess that yeah this is another Berkshire Derby isn't it so Ascot won 2-0 against Woodley and it was quite an important game for them I think because they have played the least number of games in the in the division just because they've been in cup action so often they are like Caversham and Ascot just seem to be permanently playing cup games at the moment so um yeah it was important for them just because there's been so many cup games and also there's been loads of postponements for them as well so it was actually their first win since September which seems a bit mad to see considering they've been so successful within cups and things like that but yeah so um that was an important win for Ascot there I will say though that despite the fact Woodley are really struggling they are bottom of the table right now it's looking likely that they'll be relegated um they do seem to be a very together squad and seem very motivated despite their results they're kind they've uh, upped their social media a lot this season um that's molly haynes in charge of that pretty much and i think ellen's on there occasionally but yeah she's really pushing to kind of uh get their social media going so it's really really good to see that um so yes that was a 2-0 win to ascot and then one more just to point out is in the development division of the thames valley uh it no it's not the development sorry in division three south uh it was newbury versus faction and newbury won that 5-2 and that was a, a a good game to keep an arm really because they are kind of within each other and in the team so Newbury have crept into fifth um from winning that and actually in that division in general there's only four points between third and seventh so I think they scored a goal roughly every kind of 10 minutes between the 10th and the 70th minutes or something like that so yeah that was my other exciting game of the weekend very good indeed um Right, I guess that sort of wraps up exact uh, all of our talk on uh, the games over the course of the weekend just gone. Uh, time to turn ahead and look at the games coming up. Uh, we've already mentioned uh, Reading's trip to Man City, so probably the biggest uh, uh, game of the weekend there. But uh, um, other than, away from that, we have three Berkshire clubs involved in FA Trophy fixtures. Uh, we have... Um, Hungerford at home to uh, Weybridge, uh, Slough Town uh, uh, home to Eastbourne Borough, and Maidenhead playing uh, at home to Maidstone. Three fairly tricky ties there. Um, don't really. Uh, well, so let's start with Maidenhead. How do we? Uh, Maidenhead are not going very well in the league at the moment. Uh, they really are seem to be having a very tough time of it. Sometimes an FA Trophy or a Cup game can. Uh, be a nice sort of uh, distraction and perhaps lead to a, a bit of good form. They do have a tough tie here. Maidstone are a good side. Uh, how, how do we see this one going? Um, I'm a little bit on the fence on it myself. Maidenhead obviously being at home and the higher ranked team, but Maidstone playing pretty well in the National League South. Tricky game. What do you do in that game if you're if you're Dev? What yeah. do you do? I think they've got fairly small squad and a few injuries. So I think yeah. they're probably going to have to play at least some uh, first team players, maybe, you know, a, a few more, uh, a few more than he perhaps would have liked if he was looking to rest players. Anyway, um, perhaps the FA trophy isn't going to be a priority for them. They do look like they're going to be involved in a relegation battle this season. They could so use a win. They could use a win though, couldn't they? So it's a, a little, little bit tricky uh, that one. <sighs> 
how do you see it going? Any ideas? You want to be positive, but I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't see it at the moment. I can't, I, I made stone, I suspect will probably fancy it. Yeah. It's very limited on, on what I actually think about it. I just, yeah, I, th- I think Maidenhead's priorities are staying up um, and that's, they've got quite a tough, it's quite a tough ask, I think, um, and Maidstone are doing well. So it's got all the makings of the away team doing the business. Yeah. But, may, you know, you never know, maybe the maybe Maidstone are more uh, keen on overhauling Oxford City at the top of the table. You know, they've got a game in hand. They If they won that game in hand, they'd be second. So maybe they'll be concentrating on the league. Who knows? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, could be a tough afternoon for Maidenhead, but remember, they are the uh, higher-ranked side. So Yeah. Not could sure, be an interesting though. game, really. Could go either way, that one. And uh, another one that perhaps could go either way is uh, Hungerford versus Weymouth. Now, I mean, one thing to uh, point out there is that if Hungerford do win, Weymouth should probably just make sure that they uh, take the uh, result in good grace and perhaps don't give a slightly sour press interview afterwards. Uh, it's, getting a bit, it's getting a bit boring, everybody being a bit upset about Hungerford beating them. It's getting a bit dull. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think perhaps uh, so. this is a reference to uh, Hungerford won 1-0 <laughs> away at Bath, uh, uh, on Saturday and the, after the game the manager was not particularly happy with perhaps the way Hungerford played or the results in general and uh, he made a few allegations in terms of uh, they came to uh, play for a draw and they uh, you know they do what they do and the general accusations that we've had leveled at Hungerford throughout the season so far but someone as someone rightly pointed out if you look at the uh, away form this league Hungerford a second uh, they've. I don't think they've been de- defeated away from home so far this season. So coming for a draw is completely wrong because they've won most of their games. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's pretty sour grapes is certainly uh, how 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 I describe it and not actually accurate at all. I think Hungerford are very very good and very well organised away from home. And hey, perhaps they don't have some of the superstars that some of the other clubs have, but. They do with uh, they do well with what they have and Indeed. fair play to them in my eyes. Indeed, I I heartily agree. The, I think you, I think the amount of manager conferences after these things where they've they've said something like oh you know well done to them you know well done to you know it's just very it's good. Just, it's so, all pathetic. How do you see um uh, that game going, Hungerford Weymouth? I don't know. I mean, if I I think if I'm Hungerford, I'd be thinking. Let's see if we can get to Wembley. Why not? Mm. I think it's going to be a Hungerford win. I'm going to stick my neck out here. I am too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We haven't got a point the whole of November, I don't think they they managed. So, yeah, Hungerford, why not? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Very good. Yeah, Weymouth certainly are um, also involved in that relegation battle in uh, in the National League. So, uh, one of the opponents, I don't know, perhaps Maidenhead would like them to... uh, have a bit of a run in the competition but uh yeah no i'm sticking my neck out i, I quite fancy hungerford for this one as well very well organized side who um you know know up well and truly in the in the promotion mix themselves up in the uh, national league south so yeah stick our neck out perhaps we're sticking our neck out for three wins for uh, maidenhead sides uh, sorry for berkshire sides or are we uh, uh, gonna say two but not uh 
necessarily say who who we think is going to lose. Slough Eastbourne is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, that isn't a tough one. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, again, why why not? Why 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 not? Why can't Slough win that one? They can because um, Eastbourne have got Chai Kendall, maybe. <laughs> so maybe he maybe he's, last time didn't he? So maybe he's not feeling very well. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe who knows? We don't. We don't know what is. I'm not sure we can base the prediction on the fact that we're hoping that Charlie Kendall's got a cold or something at the weekend. Maybe, so. maybe he's got a wedding to go to. We don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe his wife's making him go out and go go do the Christmas shopping. You don't know. <laughs> he might be unavailable for reasons that aren't made clear to us. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, they're only eleventh. Slower thirteenth. They're all on. They've got level points. I only know this because I'm looking at the league table. So why not? You know, why not? I, I think Maidenhead will struggle. I think the other two are more certs. Good, good. Right. Well, we'll I don't recap. take any joy in saying that either. But. No, not at all. Well, we'll recap these uh, uh, results next week and see how uh, um, uh, what, Canning's mystic ball has gone. What I want to hear is I want to hear that Dev has taken a clip of that, stuck it in the Maidenhead changing room. <laughs> look at this Burke. <laughs> what he said about you and they go out and they absolutely smash it and then in the Maidenhead advertiser it's we we used Canning's ch- <laughs> chat against us to to motivate ourselves that's what I want to see there we go well hopefully all your dreams can come true this weekend and we'll see how uh, uh, Maidenhead get on uh, right uh, away from the trophy any other particular fixtures that we want to highlight? I think uh, um, Brecknell at home to Hanwell is a big That's game good. in the Isthmian South. Uh, they um, uh, Hanwell, one of the two sides to have taken points off Brecknell so far this season with a one-all draw at their place on the opening day of the season. So uh, that uh, Hanwell very much involved in the promotion picture. So could be a very exciting game there. But Brecknell, perhaps a different beast from what they were at the beginning of the year. Um I don't know. I don't want to stick my neck out and jinx anything, but uh, I'd, I'd be certainly uh, eyeing up that game if I was a Bracknell fan and uh, looking to get down to uh, Bottom Meadow and follow that one. Uh, uh, I on. would flag Reading City, Ascot United. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Down at Scours Lane. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very. Um, a very exciting game there. Reading City, like we say, seemed to be very up and down this season and uh, had some really good results, but really struggling for consistency. And Ascot, to be fair to them, are probably in a, a bit of a similar boat, although perhaps uh, a bit further up the table. Uh, not really been able to string a run together. They have seem to have a couple of good results, then uh, fall back um, mm. every uh, now and then. Um, still on the outskirts of the uh, promotion picture, but... Um, um, yeah, we'll need to start throwing uh, some results together in the new year, perhaps getting uh, adding a bit more consistency. Uh, anything to comment, Abby? You are our, um, our resident Ascot pundit uh, on, on, the, uh, on this pod. I feel like you just go through phases of like baiting me out about being super fans of different clubs. It was Binfield before. Now yeah. you're giving me grief about Ascot. <laughs> yeah. Well, when the uh, when the chairman says you 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 are. Um, uh, what was it? A lover of hospitality uh, um, <laughs> at uh, Ascot uh, calls you out as that. I think you know I'm a bit within my rights to bait you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, in that case, Ascot for the win. Ascot for the win. Even though they're away from home, uh, Abby has yep. faith in them. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, 
an exciting one there. And another one to call out perhaps from the uh, men's side before we uh, look at the women's is uh, Eversley in California versus London mm. Lions. Mm. That uh, looks really exciting. Eversley in California, like we say, fourth at the moment, well in the um, promotion picture. London Lions top of that division um, and looking like the perhaps the best team, perhaps alongside Hilltop. Those two look, really look uh, quality, but uh, they won't relish going to Eversley in California who are, uh, like I say, fourth and one of the sides who are, are who will more than likely pose a, a tough threat for them and been on a decent run of form recently Eversley so yeah that's one to keep an eye on over the course of the weekend Any other just flag, uh, if you want goal fest I suspect Parks County will backshot oh yes a little bit of a goal fest there Parks County's last league game against someone finished 9-1 so yes. uh Bagshot are currently bottom. Um I suspect Parks County will go London. over the disappointment very quickly. Yes. Um London Samurai Rovers, that's who they that's did right, yeah. last weekend, two weekends ago. So I would expect that to be a bit of a fest. Like I said, they move, they look very good when I saw them last night, and Bagshot are currently bottom of the league and really struggling there. So yeah, if you want some goals, perhaps that might be the one to uh, get down to. Um and also, nice to call out, Binfield are flying over to Guernsey. So, uh, oh, yes. doing doing an overseas trip this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, uh, if anyone's you know, fancies a late plane flight, I don't know what the quarantine rules are when you get to Guernsey, but uh, there's one to look at or keep an eye on there. Uh, Abby, any of the any highlights from the Woods game, other than obviously Reading travelling to Man City? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Bucks and Bucks County Cup again this weekend. I want to say it's the third round i think um i'd have to double check that um so four sides in action there so cavisham slough mortimer and wargrave are all they're all division one sides uh no sorry division one and two sides i think the pick of pick of the sides though is uh slough versus mortimer that should be a tasty tie i kind of think slough might win that one actually despite the fact they're a division two side and mortimer are a division one mortimer are struggling in division one this season having been promoted from three south um so yeah that will be a tasty game indeed um <clears throat> meanwhile there is no southern region games for the rest of the year they are kind of they're done for 2021 um they'll be back in the new year i think probably the first weekend back so yeah no no southern region this weekend um there's plenty in the thames valley though um i think probably pick of titans maybe division three east we've got ascot who are at home to guildford saints they will be looking to continue their ridiculous run of play I, I again i've just forgot 22 maybe 23 possibly i don't know they're just they're just doing so well um and burfield as well they are at home in the development division to wickham saints i think that should be a good game as well burfield are having a fantastic season they're currently sitting fourth so yeah doing really well there that is and i think maybe possibly newbury versus walgrave in division three south that'll probably be an exciting game possibly even wallingford versus s4k actually um i think wallingford are in fourth right now but there's as always it's tight in that division so yes lots to go and see plenty of teams are at home this weekend right thanks for that roundup abby uh before we get out any more for any more do you want to mention uh give a quick uh shout out to warren harris tom i know you've written an article on him yes i had to retire this week due to a knee injury only 30 it does seem a tad early but obviously knee injuries are what they are and um sadly he's had to retire i think how many was it 300 appearances uh um, for slough yeah 
for Slough, Slough has played most of his senior career with Neil Baker and John Underwood at Godalming and then Slough. Um, and yeah, sadly had to hang up his boots. There's been lots of lovely social media posts about him. Um, scored some brilliant goals as well, some important goals. Um, and just, yeah, sad to see him. That's him go, but interesting to see what he does next. Absolutely, yeah. Can't kind of feel like with people like that that they they'll pop up in the game somewhere, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so may well uh, keep your eyes peeled. Um, sorry to see him uh, have to retire at such a young age, but good luck to with uh, him in whatever comes next. Brilliant. Any more for any more before we uh, get out of here? Just one more thing. Um, I mentioned that um, the Barclays um, extension of the, the sponsorship deal, the WS and the Championship. Um, they're also uh, partnering with a company, I think they're called Sported, and that's to encourage participation um, at every level. So there'll be a new Barclays community, like grassroots fund available and like support resources and stuff like that when that kind of kicks in next year. So that's one to keep an eye on for any of our clubs who are looking for extra grants and funds and things like that. Well, uh, thanks for that, Abby. And no uh, I think before uh, before my internet causes any more problems uh, today, I think we should probably wrap this up. Thank you for joining us on Berkshire Football Chat. Uh, you can find everything on all the usual places. Follow us on Twitter, FI Berkshire or FIB underscore women for all of your updates on Twitter. We have an Instagram as well if you'd like to follow us on there. And to keep up to date with all of our stories and news, you can head to footballinberkshire.co.uk. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Tom. Bye, Abby. <laughs> bye, Tom. And it's bye from me. Bye. And it's bye from Rob, wherever he is. <laughs> Somewhere in the metaverse. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tysurst and Tom Canning. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a Woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.